Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Woody Page, Tim Kalisha, Harry Lyles Jr., Israel Gutierrez. What a day. Tom Brady and his retirement. Sean Payton to Denver. Brianna Stewart to the Liberty. All essential stories, but this is the biggest one. Can a Cowboy say to an Eagle, go win the Super Bowl for our division? Let's go around the horn. NFC Prime. Oh, Timmy. Division over everything. Oh, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. We start once again with the end for Tom Brady. The end. Right away. Of an era in the NFL and a run for the sport, the likes of which we've never seen. You guys can joke that we should just cut and paste and rerun everything you said last year. Although what, part of me wonders if one of you will say, last season changes everything. I'm not sure he's the first ballot Hall of Fame. Tim Kalashaw, around the horn to you on how you think of Tom Brady today and how you will remember him all time. I will think of him as a guy who won three Super Bowls very early in his career. And then late in his career, went to seven straight conference championships to win three more Super Bowls into his early 40s and said, that's not enough. I'm going to go to a franchise that hasn't been any good for about 20 years and go to the playoffs three times and win another Super Bowl. And nobody, uh, not Mahomes, not anybody, none of the greats are going to have a career that goes till they're 45 uh, quite like Tom Brady had. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that nobody's Well, played. I mean, Drew he Brees may have changed about the game in that regard. But what you just said right there, basically, that's three Hall of Fame careers. Three Hall yes, of Fame careers take, in one career for Tom Brady. Yeah. You could take just about any part of that with those 11 conference championship games and all the rest. It's just nobody's going to touch those. Woody games. Page, I'll bring you in here. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm pulling for you, Tim, today to represent our age group to win this uh, show. So, <laughs> what age group is that? <laughs> Tom Brady, uh, I thought that uh, when Joe Montana won four Super Bowls, that that was a record that'd never be matched because teams just don't keep winning, winning Super Bowls. And Tom Brady's now put that record away. That I mean, it's it's Joe DiMaggio kind of record of uh, consecutive games of having hits. But I think that nobody will ever win seven Super Bowls as a quarterback. He has to be the greatest quarterback of all time. There are debates about whether he's the greatest athlete. No, I think you can bring others in other sports and boxing and baseball into that argument. But I think what he has accomplished will never be duplicated. But when I heard it again this morning... I had a lot of the same feelings I did a year ago, but the one that really got me was he is now passing the torch. We have seen in the last two or three years the coming on of up to eight to ten quarterbacks that are going to have outstanding careers. If Patrick Mahomes, though, plays 30 years, he's not going to win seven Super Bowls, I think. But there's going to be a new generation yeah, I think we're in, in it, of but you're NFL right. quarterbacks. This was the most delayed Torch passing in the history of torch passing because he played to his mid-40s. Israel Gutierrez, I'll bring you in here. 
Well, speaking of age, I am Tom Brady's age, and he has been in professional sports as long as I have been a, been a professional. So it kind of feels strange when you see it come to an end. And when you talk about a league that, you know, we always try to sort of uh, give the proper value to the quarterback position. Some say it's, you know, overrated in terms of difficulty and importance. Some say it's the most important, most difficult position in the league. But I think what Tom Brady has showed you over a couple of decades is that if you protect the quarterback and he does what he has to do, then you're going to be able to win lots of games and probably lots of Super Bowls. So it just sort of puts the value in the, the quarterback position even more, Tom Brady did, even at age 45. But what he's not good at, Tony, is retiring. And so just to comment on this, because we will have all the time in the world to talk about his career, last year's sort of fake retirement ruined this year's retirement, right? When I, when I saw it last year, I was shocked. I was like, wow, it's finally over. This year, I'm sort of parsing through the words saying, what, is he actually retiring? Because he didn't actually say football. He didn't actually say the NFL. And he didn't actually name any teams or anything like that. And so do I believe okay. this is a fake retirement? No. Do I believe he might be able to get pulled back? Yes. But in the overall, I think the moment was kind of ruined from his little stunt last year. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this explicitly. What if it's July? Miami needs a quarterback or somebody else, Israel. You could see him coming back? Absolutely. I mean, he put in, what, a couple of weeks, three weeks thought into this and after all these years. And, uh, yeah, I think somebody can convince him for a couple of weeks that, yeah, I can come back. I can take a ready to, you know, the Super Bowl type of team. Well, there we go. It wouldn't be a Tom Brady retirement if we weren't talking about him unretiring, I guess. Harry Lyles, I'll go to you now on what you heard from Brady in this retirement video and in your thoughts of him all time. I mean, obviously, I, for me, I think his reputation and who he is as a player, his legacy, if you will, is, was cemented one after that last Patriots Super Bowl and was further cemented after winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. The thing that I was most curious about today was the emotion that you saw out of him. This is clearly still painful for him. It's why he got an attitude when he was asked about it a week or two ago. He seems uncertain that he wants to go. I think we all agree in the right situation. He could probably still play football at a very high level. The reason it did not pan out for him is because a lot of the pieces obviously fell apart for them this year. The thing that I am going to be most intrigued by is to see what does he do that is going to take away or take his energy from what he was pouring into football. I thought about Kobe Bryant today, who was somebody who did that very well in transitioning. He won an Oscar in 2018 and talked about, hey, if you are a retiring player, you need to find that passion, that drive, and put that energy into something else. And to me, if Tom Brady does that, I don't think we have to worry about him coming out of retirement. But if he doesn't, he might come back and further right. One plan would be to go to the booth where I think he's the Fox deal is for more than he earned in his entire playing career, if I have that correct. <laughs> But that could be one place. Tim Kalish, I'll bring you in here. Because Israel doesn't think he's retired. I'm sensing you think this is it. I, I do think this is it. But, I mean, when you're at that spectacular level, whether you're Michael Jordan or Sugar Ray Leonard, Brett Favre, whatever, you have trouble walking away and, and making that commitment. But I think Greg Olson needs an answer. And I think this time uh, Tom Brady's going to stick with it. And, and, and move oh, on. Oh, you, th you think Greg Olson, who's, who's in the Fox booth well. right now doing a job that I think everyone agrees is, is pretty great. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Woody Page, this next story is for you. Denver Broncos hiring Sean Payton. You can get into the details of what they're giving up to get Payton and when you combine it with what they gave up to get Russell Wilson, whether there's anything left to work with going forward. But the question to start with, Woodrow, can Sean Payton fix these Broncos? 
I called him about two weeks ago when I said he was the number one choice that they should go after, the fixer. And I thought that's exactly what he could do if he came to Denver, that he'd start with fixing Russell Wilson. Worst career uh, worst career uh, year that he's had in football in 11 for Russell Wilson. And he was also favorable to Sean Payton and reached out to them while the Broncos were interviewing him. So I think the two of them, with their relationship at Pro Bowls, they claim, in the past, really can come together here in Denver. You're talking about an offensive genius with Sean Payton, and the Broncos have to become relevant again, as they were in the Peyton Manning era, during the John Elway era, when they won and went to eight Super Bowls and won three of them, and they've been such a just a – So you see this coaching hire as important because of relevance – because uh, you bring in a Super Bowl Absolutely. winning quarterback. They, they have a good defense. They have a good defense. Uh, if they can fix, use that word again. If they can fix the offense and fix Russell Wilson, then they're a team that in that division can come back and challenge those two quarterbacks that are so outstanding and and actually be a playoff. Tim Kalishaw. You know, I'll say this. I, I I didn't think the price was as high as it might be. It certainly wasn't as as much as the Bucks paid to get. Uh, John Gruden about 20 years ago. You don't want to give away a one, but you knew you had to do that. And then you flip the two and the three. But I think he has a lot to fix there. And, and the biggest part, is, as Woody said, is, is Russell Wilson. 55 sacks, most he's ever had last year. Uh, so he's got to fix an offensive line, too. And he's got to deal with the Chiefs and the Chargers. It's not a division you just walk into and, and win 11 games and, and call yourselves the division champs. I, I think he likes the challenge. Certainly likes the money that you put up on the board there, 17 to 20 million. But I, I think it's a really good hire. If you're a Bronco fan, you should be very excited. But you're still depending on Russell Wilson at 34, making a Parallels Jr. I'm interested by this because I feel like if he waited another year, there were other opportunities that could have opened up that would have been better for him. I do think the reason he probably did take this job is, one, he has to think he can fix Russell Wilson. And the second part of that is, two, I feel like he feels like that the ownership group, which has put money into the field, over $400,000 into the stadium, $100 million, and obviously they were willing to give Russell Wilson all that money, although it's TBD on whether or not that's going to be a good decision. He is going to be able to fix this thing ultimately, and whether or not Russell Wilson is a part of that or not is not contingent on whether or not he is a success there. So to me, I think he feels comfortable enough with what he's got in front of him that he will be able to make this work. And Israel Gutierrez. Well, no first-rounder was going to be able to turn this offense around the way Sean Payton can turn it around. So I think the price for him was not too steep, and I don't have to worry about that. I do think, though, you have to trust him when he says, hey, this is the job that I was looking for. Because, as Harry said, he could have had any job. He could have just waited and had any job that came available that was perfect for him. And so when you look at him having Drew Brees toward the tail end of of Drew Brees' career, did we say Drew Brees was in his prime till the end? No, he was a, a quarterback that was falling off some toward the end of his career. And he was in the playoffs every single year up until the end. And so where Nathaniel Hackett might have lowered the bar here, you're not looking at a Super Bowl uh, contender next year necessarily. The fan base, I'm sure, will be fine with just a reemergence in the playoffs, just to see a Russell Wilson that they've recognized and then know, hey, we've got a head coach that's great and can take us to Woody the Page last year. The NFL corporate executives wanted to bring in the richest owners in all the NFL and increase the value of every franchise, and they've already proven it by spending more than a quarter of a billion dollars on two people, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's something you just said, Israel, the, the equation there is a coach worth a first-round pick. 
What I'm hearing from all of you in this instance is yes in Sean Payton's case. Be interested to see how it plays out. 29th pick of the draft. Buy yourself next. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. Brianna Stewart to the New York Liberty, capping off the enormous moves in the WNBA this offseason. Stewart announcing with a shirt change and then with the Empire State Building. Just a busy week there for that building. And now the Liberty adding their second MVP this winter with John Quill Jones after the Aces added multi-MVP Candace Parker to go with multi-MVP Asia Wilson. Israel, what are you buying and what are you selling with Stewie to the Libs? Well, I'm buying the WNBA offseason for starter, the player movement, the emoji puzzles on Twitter. Um, but with the thing I'm buying the most is bring on the rivalries and bring on the super teams because you just mentioned Candace Parker and you just mentioned uh, Sabrina Ionescu getting Jonquel Jones in the 2021 MVP and almost Defensive Player of the Year. You get more made-for-TV games, more natural rivalries, more loaded teams. It's all good for the sport and good for us. All right, Lyles Jr. To Izzy's point, if you are a basketball fan, June 29th, circle it on your calendar, Liberty at Aces. That is going to be an incredible game. But for me, the big thing that I think about this is, one, you're adding Brianna Stewart, obviously the leading scorer in the WNBA, John Quill Jones, a top five rebounder. I'm excited what they're going to do for Sabrina Ionescu in her third year. I think the Liberty are going to be one of the most fun teams to watch in basketball. Tony, I'll have more to say on this when the Chrysler building uh, weighs in on it. But until then, <laughs> I will say that Las Vegas, I think, is still better. Uh, but but I do like what New York has done, and Izzy is exactly right. The league needs a couple teams. It doesn't. They don't need parity. They need a couple of great teams for people to really get engaged in and, and be excited about. And Woody Page. I just thoroughly enjoyed the last couple of weeks with all the emojis that Brianna Stewart put out there. Every day I waited for a new set of them. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for the Liberty. 
and now the lights, as Tim said, can go up on the Empire State Building of black, white, and green, the Liberty's colors. And I hope now, as a result of what she's done, that the, all the teams can get chartered flights this season. Well, that's Ramona Shelburne's reporting that this was at the crux of Stewart's negotiation with the Liberty. Yeah. Point blank, what's the bigger move, Israel? Candace Parker to the Aces or Stewart to the Liberty? Oh, I think it's Stewart to Liberty just because she's more in her prime. Larry Lowes Jr.? Yeah, Stewart to Liberty. We'll move on. Houston Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans. This is an even bigger fix-it job in playing and culture than Denver. His chance to coach the team he starred for. And Carolina and Frank Reich, they had their introduction as well. Here's Panthers owner David Tepper talking about double standards and the hiring of Reich and trying to break up the old boys network. We are probably a minority of white men on our executive team right now. That's where it starts. That's America. How do you break that old boys network? How do you break that process to get you that old boys network? You break the process by trying to get the best people possible in every role you can do. Whether it's um, the new GC we hired, happens to be an African-American woman. Whether it happens to be Frank Wright, who's a Caucasian male. Harry Lyles Jr., want to start there? Buy or sell it? I'm buying that David Tepper's been around long enough that he should know that listing your black or other friends of marginalized groups to show that you are supporting them typically does not mean that you are actually supporting them. My biggest issue with this is it feels very short-sighted for you to say that you want to break the old boys club or the old boys network and then you still hire a beneficiary of that group. I think Frank Reich is a great coach, but to come out and say this and then do one thing and not the other... To me, it's counterproductive. Tim saying he's hiring the best at each position. How'd you hear? Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at the two things completely differently. uh, Tepper's all over the place in what he's saying. On the other hand, I do think Reich is a deserving coach, and it's not like he's a retread who's had a bunch of failed experiences. He's coached one team. He had a winning record with some very suspect quarterbacks. So I think it's a a good hire, but Tepper's kind of all over the board. Woody Page. Tim, that's why I would disagree with you that, yes, maybe it's a good hire. They had a guy who had turned that team around during the course of the season who was an African-American coach that they got rid of. Why not let him continue to actually coach as he did before? So I'm selling what Tepper's saying. You had a coach there that you should have kept. And Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the message. I think he needs to tweak it some because you're talking about, you know, hiring a white male in his 60s in part because there is that old or white, uh, sorry, that old boys network. And you look at it and say, OK, well, maybe he should start with that structure as opposed to just saying, hey, I'm hiring minorities in other areas. And so it's kind of like Harry says, you know, showing off his black friends and whatnot. It's a little uncomfortable. I know where he's trying to get to, but he wasn't really ready for that message. Harry, last word. Less words, more actions. That's what it's got to be. Buy or sell three, D'Amico Ryan. Certainly not the old boys network, but buy or sell him fixing the Texans. Tim Kalishaw? You know, I think I think this is a good hire. And you saw how that uh, ferocious 49er defense played even after Purdy got hurt. They were trying to keep him in the game last week. He's been coaching some great players. He's not going to have so many in Houston, but I think he, he's a very worthy. Aaron Lowes Jr.? D'Amico Ryans is probably the only person that I would suggest take this job just because of the way we saw them hire to fire both David Culley and Lovey Smith. I think that this fan base is going to be behind him. They gave him a six-year deal, and he struck while the iron was hot. I think this is a And Woody, I know you, you did a lot of research on him because it looked like he could be going to Denver for a while uh, on his hire to, to Houston. 
Yes, I, I'd certainly buy this. Uh, after doing all that research, his background and his future as a coach in the league is going to be stupendous, I think. And Houston did the right thing. He was Denver's number one choice for a few days, but he chose Houston. He wants to go back where he played, where his wife is from, and where he has a boy's home. Good for him. Buy or sell four, Tim Kalashaw. The Cowboys made some news today. Kevin Watkins, your colleague at the Dallas Morning News, back-to-back tweets in back-to-back minutes. Stephen Jones, Cowboys are committed to Dak Prescott long-term. Jerry Jones, Cowboys will be committed to drafting a quarterback this year. Tim, what to buy with the sell? I don't think that's totally based on Dak Prescott's 17 interceptions. Dak's turning 30. His backup, Cooper Rush, is turning 30. They need, they need their own Brock Purdy. They need someone to save them if things go wrong. And so it only makes sense to draft somewhere a young Harry Lyles Jr.? I think there's plenty of guys coming into this draft that perhaps aren't going to be the shiny toys. But if you get a guy in the middle to later rounds, I, I think there's nothing wrong Israel with it. Israel Gutierrez? I would support the change in philosophy of just getting a young quarterback that won't cost you much just in case you need him or just in case he happens to show up. Okay. And Woody Page. Uh, Jerry Jones should be in charge. The last quarterback he wanted was Paxton Lynch. He got Dak Prescott as a runner-up prize. Woody, let me see that tie for a second. What are we rocking with there? This is Tigger, my favorite poop. Oh, okay. All right. The wonderful thing about Woody is he's the only one. Kalashaw Gutierrez, showdown next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Micah Parsons, multiple tweets, loving up Lane Johnson of the Eagles and finishing it off with, go win the Super Bowl for our division, was noticed by some Cowboy fans and NFL observers. Can he say that? Tim, can a Cowboy say to an Eagle, go win the Super Bowl for our division? If anybody could, it would be Micah Parsons, a wildly popular player, as he should. But I, I'm trying to remember Mavericks fans going, go Spurs, go win one for the Southwest Division. I don't remember that ever happening. I don't think this should no, be happening oh either. Goodness, Israel. LeBron James does this. Like, he gives love to other players on Twitter. But he stops short of saying, hey, Steph, go win one for the Pacific. Woo! Like, come on. It sounds ridiculous. We, we, we want to get rid of divisions, and here we are, Tim, like, celebrating this. Tim, what has happened to this once proud franchise? I got, I got it, this, this is like the Empire State Building here, right? I mean, come on now. It, we move on. Junior varsity basketball, Portsmouth 
Virginia, a 22-year-old assistant coach fired after they were found to be impersonating a 13-year-old and playing in a game. Here it is, right here. There's video. Yesterday, we talked about the scourge of bad-acting parents in youth sports. Israel, what is this? Look, I'm all about the ability to relive your glory days, but not only doing it this way is unfair, but giving the and one and talking trash to people 10 years younger than you, 13-year-old girls, not cool. It's bad enough for this coach slash player to be doing this. What about the coach of the JV team? Who did she think number one was? Did she think she was a 13-year-old who just showed up for practice one day and put her in a uniform? There's a lot of people at fault here. Israel Gutierrez, take the FaceTime. Thank you, Tony. Pickleball, love you as a sport. However, slow down a little bit, okay? There's this video online on Twitter about these uh, people playing doubles, and somebody got called for an aggressive split step as a hindrance, which basically means a distraction. Anything outside of the game that distracts you, you can call that, and it's your point. You have got to be kidding me with this. I understand golf people wanting to be quiet. I understand tennis people being quiet. But aggressively stepping on the court, imagine calling that without a referee on the game. Come on now, you get kicked off the court. Slow down, pickleball. Slow down. 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow.